What's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and we've got a lot of college basketball to talk about. Um, the Baylor Bears, in dominant fashion, man, they beat down Gonzaga start to finish, got out to a 9-0 start, and, and just never looked back. They really, really brought the physicality. Um, felt like they, got, they had the whistle go their way a little bit, but that definitely wasn't what was... You know, decisive. They just they they determine that game with with their dominant play, with their ability to knock down threes. I mean, they've been a great three point shooting team all year. They definitely were in the title game, and and shout out to them. It, it's kind of a bummer. Um, at least for me, I was really pulling for Gonzaga. Uh, I'll, I'll you know be honest. I had money on Gonzaga to win the national championship. They were my preseason bet. Would have uh, made a nice little payout, but that's how it goes, right? That's that's sports betting in a nutshell. Um, God, I, I I really lost a lot of money on Gonzaga between the final four and um, and this one. You know, I just I thought they would play better against UCLA. I definitely thought they would play better last night, but it, it doesn't diminish what Gonzaga accomplished this season. I mean, they joined Indiana State in 1979, UNLV in 1991, and Kentucky in 2015 in the almost perfect crowd. Indiana in uh, 1976 remains the last team to go undefeated all the way through. It was only a 32-team field back then, so... I mean, it's kind of like the Miami Dolphins argument. Is their season more impressive than what the Patriots did back in 2007 because they won every game? Or is what the Patriots accomplished more impressive because they won more games? That's a debate that you could always have. I don't really know. I don't know if it matters that much. My whole point is that, you know, the talking heads trying to diminish Gonzaga as frauds or, you know, a program that chokes or something's insane. Six straight tournaments, six straight um, Sweet 16 appearances. They've been to multiple Elite Eights. They've been the runner-up in the national championship game twice. This is a small Jesuit school out of Washington. And these people that don't watch college basketball all year, they watch, like, for two weeks. They don't even watch the entire NCAA tournament. Like, let's be real. They just watch the big games. And then they come out and they spew just these terrible hot takes. And that's really why I wanted Gonzaga to finish, because I knew that if they lost, that's exactly what would happen. And of course, of course. Um, but ultimately, you know, I'm just I'm really thankful this season was was able to happen. And I'm going to talk CSU, obviously, in just a second here. Um, but, you know, there, there were a lot of obstacles to make this season work. And it, it wasn't perfect. I mean, obviously... CSU fans know all too well there were a lot of really frustrating aspects due to COVID-19. I mean, fans didn't get to attend. The Rams were shut down for about six you know, weeks in total. Well, th- that's not technically true. They were shut down for like three weeks in the first one, and then they didn't get to play for a couple weeks at the end. They were still able to practice there. It wasn't a COVID shutdown for them. But, um, you know, there were a lot of people that just said college sports shouldn't happen this year. And I'll be honest, I'm not going to be one of those guys that is going to lie and say, like, I always thought 100% sure this is what we should be doing. If you listen to the podcast, I mean, you know, back last, you know, May, June, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, I don't know if it's going to happen. I really hope it does. I don't know if that'll be the responsible thing to do. I think over time, we saw that they could, you know, more or less do it pretty well. And I think a lot of athletes are thankful for the opportunity to compete. I mean, how miserable was last spring with no NCAA tournament? It was just so unsatisfying. It definitely would have been great, you know, for for CSU to make the tournament this year. And I know that we're all frustrated in that regard. But, you know, it's the the 
countdown to the 2022 NCAA tournament begins today, and CSU, they are starting to get some national love. The buzz, it's going. The vibes, they're immaculate. Going to jump into all of that. Uh, but first, got to shout out our friends over at Chevalier Mortgage. They are obviously our presenting sponsor. And guys, I'm sure you're hearing how great the mortgage rates are right now. And they are. But Mike and Virginia Chevalier, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They've got phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. Definitely gotta love that. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been through this process before, but with a lot of companies, it's a lot like getting a root canal or a colonoscopy or just something awful. And with them, it's just so smooth. They're gonna work tirelessly to find the best option for you. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly though, you're gonna get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell them Justin from DNVR Ram sent you or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. Let's just kind of jump right into it and uh, talk CSU men's hoops. And they're starting to get some, some national love. The buzz, it is starting to circulate. It makes sense. I mean, traditionally teams that make deep runs in the NIT follow it up with a with an NCAA tournament appearance. And the Rams, they had no seniors. They're not expecting to lose anybody um, significant to transfer. Knock on wood, obviously. You never know what could happen there. Things can kind of change fast. But assuming everybody comes back, you have a team that should be very, very talented now. I will say there's a lot of teams in the Mountain West that I'm really high on next season. I think UNLV is quietly building a nice roster already under, you know, Kruger. I think Nevada is going to be much improved. I think that Wyoming is going to be pretty good next year. I think Utah State will take a, you know, step back to life, but they just made a great hire. So we'll have to see. Um, but CSU right now, they're, they're currently getting projected in the top 25. ESPN has them at number 21 in their way too early preseason rankings. Fox Sports had them at 24. Andy Katz of NCAA.com had him at 30. Andy Katz, man, used to cover used to cover New Mexico for the Albuquerque Journal. That's how he got his big start. Obviously, a big part of the selection show and all that. Um, he's a he's a great college basketball analyst, so I'm not taking shots or anything like that. He he seems kind of reluctant to give CSU praise, though. He always had them, you know, lower than a lot of the other people did. He didn't have them in his field in any of his you know projections now. He was right, I guess, in the end, but um, even before some of the the chaos that happened in the conference tournaments, he just kind of seemed a little less high on CSU than some of the others. And that's OK. I mean, you need the the deferring perspective. But if the national consensus across the board is that CSU at the very minimum will say, you know, is like the 30th team in the country, I'll just take the average a little bit. You know, I, I think there's a real argument that they are a top 25 team and, and definitely one of the candidates to be the the team to be the uh, preseason pick for Mountain West champion. I, I think it wouldn't be surprising at all if the media picked them next year. You look at what they were able to accomplish last year, the only team in the Mountain West not to get swept in the format. 
albeit, you know, they only played Nevada and New Mexico once, so there is a bit of an asterisk there, but still impressive nonetheless, given the circumstances of the pandemic, the wonkiness. It's hard to go and beat anyone twice on the road. I don't care if it's the worst team in your conference. I mean, we saw it with San Jose State and Boise State. Like, one of the games was a 50-point blowout. The other game was a one-point game. Because college basketball is weird, and it's hard to win on the road twice. That's what made me so impressed by CSU going up to Laramie and winning both of those games. I mean, that's as impressive as just about anything else CSU did this year. And that's also saying something because there were some pretty good moments. You know, the the comeback win at Viejas is something none of us will ever forget. The win at Utah State was impressive. The home win over Boise State was dominant. There was some really good play in the NIT, even though, you know, it didn't end like we would have hoped. But by a wide margin, I mean, this season was a success. CSU wasn't projected to accomplish what they accomplished. They were, you know, supposedly too young, too inexperienced. They weren't going to be able to match up with the big bad boys of San Diego State. And obviously, we saw, you know, that's not the case. They they held themselves against everybody. I mean, Memphis kind of punked them in that last game. But that was a fluke freaking performance, man. I mean, Memphis, and, and I'm not trying to dismiss what they did because they're a great basketball team. They won the NIT. If if it wasn't for COVID, they should have been an NCAA tournament team with the talent that they have on that roster. I mean, they have like seven top 100 recruits on their roster. But I just I I think too many CSU fans are fixating on like a title or bust mentality. And like, I, I want you to have expectations. I'm not saying, you know, you make excuses or, or things like that. And it's good to hold yourself to a certain standard especially when you see what they've been able to accomplish so far. And, and, you know, it's good to to want and expect them to build off of it. My point is, though, if 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 you live in a world where it's only satisfying if they win the Mountain West or it's only satisfying if they make the Sweet 16 or something like that. That's just a that's a really frustrating world to live in. I mean, sports are they're mostly frustration and pain, if we're being completely honest. I mean, think about how many times your team has let you down in the big moment or, you know, they've come so close, but choked at the end or, you know, just got out absolutely outclassed or, you know, whatever. There's just there's a lot of frustration when it comes to being a sports fan. And that's why I think it's really important when your team is doing something good and, you know, on the rise to to live in that moment and appreciate every you know thing that they're accomplishing, because it doesn't happen every day or every season. It's really easy to be mediocre for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of programs um, in the Mountain West. Look at New Mexico for for years. You know, they were the bell of the ball, one of the best mid-majors. Granted, you know, there's a debate about whether Mountain West programs are considered mid-majors or not. Um, But for years, they were, you know, considered one of the best programs, not in a power six conference. The pit, you know, one of the most revered atmospheres in all of college basketball. I mean, big schools were scared to play there. And now, you know, for close to a decade now, that's basically just been a program that's been incompetent. And so for CSU to turn things around so quickly, the way that they've been able to do under Nico Medved, that is worth acknowledging. That is worth being proud of. That is worth, you know, holding your chest out high about. And as is, you know, getting this love in the preseason poll, because that shows that it's not just people like me. You know, I came into last season being like, There's a lot of talent on this CSU roster. They are going to be way better than, you know, the the media consensus is is putting out there. It played out that way. 
But, you know, ultimately, you know, I'm a CSU guy through and through. I'm close to the program. I'm a CSU grad. Like, in my heart, I want CSU to do well. So it's one thing for me to say it, but, you know, if ever, if some of the best college basketball minds around the country are saying, no, man, this Rams team, they are legit. They are legit. That's worth, you know, acknowledging. That's worth being proud of. And I'm not trying to dismiss my own opinion, by the way, because I consider myself a, you know, knowledge, knowledgeable college basketball fan. Um, I, I try and, you know, break things down fairly. I try and tell it, you know, how it is. Don't get blinded by, you know, being an alum or anything like that. But you guys get what I mean. You know, it's, it's one thing for the local guys to say the team is good and, and their opinion matters a lot because they know these teams the most. But it, it's cool to just see CSU starting to get that love on a national stage and that recognition and, and building that brand up as, you know, one of the programs that you need to fear. Moby Arena should be one of the hardest places to play. You know, I, I don't, I don't want to say maybe in the country, but definitely on the West Coast, at least between the altitude the way that it traps sound, I mean, Moby, and it's been a couple of years since I, I really heard it like this, when it's just absolutely rocking and the floor is lit. I guess you could go back to the, you know, Nevada game where, with the Isaiah Stevens game winner. That was pretty close. But I, I really think back to like the, the Wyoming and um, San Diego State games from the Magnificent Seven run and, and how fun those games were or go way back to the Pierce Hornung years. You know, Jesse Carr, Wes Eichmeyer, Dorian Green, all those guys. Moby was a fun place, man. It was lit. And I just want to see it like that next year. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty rowdy, just given that people have been so starved to attend sporting events. And also, you know, I obviously think they're going to be really good. Um, but just enjoy the moment. Just appreciate this. That's my long-winded point here. You know, for so long as a CSU fan, there's, just been not that much to get excited about, you know, I mean, between football and and just some of the scandals and, and you know, everything that's gone down over the last half decade, you know, not being able to build off the momentum of the new stadium. All of that stuff has been hard, but it's really fun to root for this basketball team right now. And I just want everybody to, to recognize, you know, that this is unique. Speaking of those glory years, though, you know, Dorian Green and, and Wes Eichmeyer and some of those guys, we've got a uh, familiar face coming back to the Mountain West. Tim Miles is going to be the guy at San Jose State, according to multiple reports. I'm uh, going to dive into that here in just a second. Um, before we do, though, just want to really kind of preview my uh, my season in review series. It's, it's just kind of going to be an individual breakdown of, you know, each player on the CSU men's basketball roster, what they did well, where we would like to see growth, what their best moments were. Um, all that stuff. I published the first piece yesterday on Deshaun Thomas. And I, um, you know, I just kind of talked about how I'm really excited for his potential because he's really, really skilled. And I think he's starting to make strides on the defensive end. You know, he got worked a little bit by some big guys early in the year, but I felt like he gave CSU some quality minutes in the NIT there. Him and James Moores are, are really developing nicely. I'm, I'm really excited about Jenison's future as well. Um, so you definitely go check that out. It's about a thousand words. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy it. I just I, I think DT and Moores and Jenison are going to be a solid trio for CSU moving forward. I know there's a lot of concern about, you know, the lack of size, and I get it, especially with the way Baylor won that national championship, man. Talk about uh, needing some some tough, big dudes, but... 
I, I just I ultimately think that the strength of this team is is playing to finesse, especially given that, you know, they have flashy quick guards that can hit jump shots and, and you know, get to the hoop and, and make great passes and and move. And, and I think, you know, it would be great to have another big guy to kind of work into the rotation. But I I'd, I want to see what James and, and DT and Jenison do early next year before, you know, people really freak out. I, I truly think adding a wing would be, um, you know, the best best transfer addition you could add you know find somebody to come off the bench in relief of thistlewood somebody that can hit shots um i'm not worried about thistlewood at all by the way i'll obviously talk about that when i break down his game he was cold to close the season but it happens you know it happens that's basketball all right gonna dive into that tim miles higher in just a sec but First, it's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing to finish in the top 10. If you haven't tried DraftKings, this is the time. I mean, turning $1 into $100 has never been simpler. Pick any golfer from this weekend's tournament, and if they finish in the top 10, you can cash $100. 101 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often. So sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action and choose your golfer before the tournament tees off Thursday morning. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you know that you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. If the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10 of this weekend's tournament, that's the code DNBR to turn $1 into $100. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. I also want to acknowledge MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online puts a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. MSU Denver is the Colorado institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. MSU Denver graduates use their degrees to land coveted jobs. Some of our very own staff members at DNVR have even taken MSU Denver Online classes, including Harrison and Allie. Both of them said that the professors were super engaged, super knowledgeable, and incredibly responsive. And that's that was always big for me. Having a responsive professor and a professor that understands that you have much more going on in your life than just your class, that's a big deal. Nobody gets that better than MSU Denver Online. Don't miss out on your chance for an affordable and dynamic education right in the heart of the Mile High City. Visit MSU Denver Online. Word. All right. You know, like I said, we've got a familiar face coming back to the Mountain West. Tim Miles is going to be the hire at San Jose State, according to just about every uh, report. Um, want to shout out Sean Paul of Vin Major Madness. He was able to break that story um, as far as I can tell. Not sure he got credit from the big guys, but I will always credit when I can. Um, I, I really think that it's a, a good spot for Tim Miles. Surprising, you know, when the news first came out, I was I was definitely like, really, Miles, San Jose State, why would you want to go there? And then I thought about it more and I was like, you want to know what? That could, you know, maybe be a, a perfect situation. There's absolutely no expectations either way. If you lose, 
people are like, oh, well, what? it's not Tim's fault. It's San Jose State. What a dumpster fire. I mean, good on him for even trying. He's so likable. People are going to root for him no matter what. And then if he wins, everyone's going to be like, man, look at Tim Miles. Look what he's been able to do. How impressive. And he'll land an even better job after that. So to me, it kind of seems like a win-win. On top of that, you get to live in San Jose, which I imagine is expensive, but incredibly nice. I mean, it's it's kind of the perfect spot. I mean, if you went to New Mexico, yeah, you've got the brand, but you also have the last, you know, seven years of, of dumpster fire, much like San Jose State. The difference is everybody expects you to win immediately because it's New Mexico basketball. That's not the case with San Jose State. And, you know, quietly, they, they've had a chance to kind of turn it around. They just they haven't been able to keep talent in town. They've had so many guys flash and then transfer out and go on to have success elsewhere. The biggest, you know, being Brandon Clark back in the day doing his thing. He's an all-conference player at San Jose State, transfers to Gonzaga and, you know, goes and ends up, you know, playing in a Final Four with them. But he's just one example. I mean, this has been a consistent problem. They had, you know, Ryan Wheelidge. He transferred to Xavier rather than spending his last year of eligibility with them. He was a, a great shooter and he ended up, you know, playing pretty well with Xavier and uh, Terrell Brown, another dude, you know, he was a stud and went on to play for New Mexico State and ended up reaching the NCAA tournament with them. It's just so hard to year after year replace your top shooter. There have been, you know, Noah Bauman went to USC. He was one of their leading scorers. It's it's just so basically impossible to win if every single year you're having to replace your your top one or two guys. And that's basically what San Jose State has had to do it's just tough and it's going to happen again. I mean, Seneca Knight's transferring, but, you know, maybe Tim Miles can be the guy that turns it around. He's incredibly likable. Like I said, he has an established track record of building up programs. I mean, built CSU from the ground up. You know, he was able to have relative success at Nebraska, which honestly is one of the worst jobs in the entire country. He he made a bunch of money and good for him for doing so, but that's an absolutely brutal position with essentially no chance to succeed consistently. He was able to lead him to one tournament appearance and a fairly respectable, you know, record year after year. That's the best you can hope for when it comes to Nebraska basketball. You're not going to out recruit Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Even, you know, unlike football, you're even at a disadvantage when it comes to, you know, the, the Indianas and Purdue's of the world, Maryland. Nebraska's legitimately the worst job in the Big Ten. Maybe Northwestern is, is, you know, not much better, but it's just not a good gig. I'd rather be at Northwestern because their fans are at least a little bit more reasonable. And that's not even a shot at, at Nebraska. It's just, look, guys, it's, it's a fan base that, let's be real, is still living in the 90s um, for, for Nebraska football. And it's a different, it's a different time. It's a different time. But uh, CSU fans, we know... Um, we know all about some other fan bases that are still living in the 90s. Cough, cough, see you. But it's going to be a lot of fun. I really like that Tim Miles is back in the Mountain West. I think the Mountain West in general should be really fun. Between him coming back, between New Mexico going out and getting baby Patino, and then, you know, Utah State making a splash higher. You know, Ryan Odom, the, the coach of UMBC, the, the famous 16 seed to upset Virginia a couple years ago. He's coming out west and 
That one was surprising because he has no regional ties, but they kind of did the same thing on the football and hiring Blake Anderson. So I guess, you know, John Atwell, their AD, just doesn't really care. You know, and really, as long as, you know, he makes the right assistant hires, it shouldn't matter a whole lot. And and there are times where schools get too wrapped up in all that stuff anyways. I mean, New Mexico had that happen a couple times. Everybody wants it to be, you know, a UNM guy. Well, does that really matter that much? I mean, how many high-profile high school players are coming out of the Albuquerque area or New Mexico in general? Not that many. If you're New Mexico, you got to recruit the hell out of Texas, man. Texas, Arizona, California to an extent. I mean, it's a really, it's a similar recruiting footprint to CSU. If, if you can pull a guy from the South, that's great, or, but more likely it would be a transfer, would be my guess. But you got to succeed in, you know, kind of your backyard, the big states that can, can provide you talent and you can sell the fact that, you know, we play a lot of games in California, given, you know, the Mountain West Conference, you'll have a chance to go home. Or if it's Texas, you know, we're not that far from home. It's a, you know, short plane ride or, or drive home. For Utah State, it's a similar situation now. I will say recruiting locally has been a bigger deal for them because they've been able to get guys like Sam Merrill and, you know, Justin Bean and, and Brock Miller and some of these other guys to, to stay in state. And that's significant. But again, you hire the right assistants and, and it should be fine. What, what really cracked me up about the Odom hiring was just watching the East Coast sports, you know, talking heads and writers and, and fans just lose their mind over it. How would you want to leave somewhere that close to Maryland and D.C.? For Utah, people that have never been west of Pennsylvania. First of all, Logan, one of the, the prettiest towns I have ever been to. It is gorgeous, and that campus is awesome. They have an established winning tradition. They have one of the best fan bases in the country. I mean, that, that Utah State section is rocking, and they travel. It's a, it's a good gig. It really is. It's an underrated gig. And, you know, on, on top of an increased budget and you know, the prestige of the, the Mountain West Conference compared to where he was at at UMBC. Like, really, what else was there for him to accomplish there? At some point, if you have a chance to get up, you kind of have to while, you know, the, the iron is still hot. You got to strike. I think it's a great hire. I think he's a great hire. I think Patino is a good hire. I think Tim Miles is a great hire. I think the Mountain West should be a really, really fun conference next year. Looking forward to Getting into it, I mean, is it college basketball season yet? Come on. How long has it been? Like 12 hours? <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm stoked. We'll be talking about it all. Make sure you keep up with that year-end review stuff. It's, it's going to be fun to break it down, dive into some of these games again. And uh, yeah, have a great week, y'all. I only seem to write when the words, they don't come to me I'm staring at this page and I swear it stares back at me Read between the lines, see the blank and all the happenings It's been 35 and I ain't even wrote like half a thing Rhymes that make sense but more lines that didn't I was walking with my headphones, heavy bumping pivot Simplistic white pages, they dreaming we were famous They say they like the cadence, mark the summers like cicadas And features those ain't favors, my mood rings an alligator Spit like Vader with the saber, steady kicking it like Prater Staring at white pages it's habitual behavior, check the flavor, that's some sage advice But confidence a great disguise, and certain lines are idolized Like yeah, I'm fine, and I don't mind, it's out of sight, it's out of mind And I've been dwelling on my past just to see what I can find Lost and found memories of places I designed And my imagination's different now, but I swear that